When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wilson Pickett, today's musical guest. Does anybody have any complaints about Wilson Pickett? Oh my Pickett? God, no. Wilson Pickett. The only complaint I have right about? now is these caramels that you brought in here because we're going to be eating <laughs> oh these for the entire two hours of the show. Well, those things happen. Those things happen to a guy. Wilson Pickett. Uh, I just happened to run across, uh, you know, a couple of the, the, in the midnight hour the other day. I mean, it's hard to avoid it, but it might be the greatest song ever recorded. It is pretty good. In the midnight hour, and we'll be playing that later uh, today on the uh, Friday Fun Fest. But the musical guest, Wilson Pickett, uh, he made it to 64. That wasn't bad for a, for a, for a... Rock and roll singer, uh, blues sure. singer, uh, a soul singer from uh, that that era. No, in fact, you become the old guy at like sixty, I believe. Born when you're on in March eighteenth, nineteen forty-one, in a little town in Alabama, Prattville, Alabama. Something about those uh, brothers from the south of that era, man. Did yep. they sing? That's my problem. Uh, I was telling Kurt, uh, Chris this the other day, Manny, and I, I will now share it to you with you, being the big rap and hip hop fan that you are. <laughs> my trouble, my trouble is. The brothers have the best voices. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. There's no mistaking about it. You'll when get you no argument from me. You get no. And just think if they were still singing songs like this instead of stuff that's harder to understand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think we're wasting the talent. Is what I'm saying. We're wasting the talent. Wilson Pickett. Pickett. Big, big uh, Beatles. Big, big admirers of Wilson Pickett. They went nuts when they got a chance to meet Wilson mm-hmm. Pickett. And when he went to Britain, they went crazy over there for Wilson Pickett. They uh, they loved him. I, I watched. I started watching videos the other day looking for the songs, and here's what he does into the midnight hour with Springsteen at uh, one concert that is... Oh, really? Springsteen's overmatched. Sure. Voice-wise, but man, the crowd went crazy. Was this and a Springsteen concert that he... It was a Springsteen he, concert that, sh- that Wilson okay. Pickett showed up. And, oh, that's great. Uh, and uh, came out and sang it with him. And when he showed up at concerts, I, there are bigger, more popular, the Motown people are more popular probably, but uh, there was, uh, I don't think there was anybody ever any better than Wilson Pickett. Died uh, the wicked, wicked Pickett, they used to introduce him as, the oh, wicked really? Pickett. <laughs> The wicked, nice. he was he was the exciting Wilson Pickett when they were doing it with class, but when uh, when he was at a concert, when he'd show up at an old old time concert in uh, some beer joint or something in the South, or some hall in the South, famous hall, he was always introduced as Wicked Pickett. The <laughs> Wicked Pickett is here, and uh, he enjoyed it. That's for sure. Uh, rise, rise to stardom. 
He was, you know, he was around. He was well known, but it was in the midnight hour, 1965, that made him a superstar. He uh, died of a heart attack in uh, 19 uh, on January 19, 2006, in Reston, Virginia. He was 64. Uh, spent many years living in Louisville. And uh, a big, big buddy of him uh, who, who uh, spoke at the funeral was Little Richard. Little Richard was uh, one of his guys. And, hey, Little Richard still with us. Yes. Hang yeah. in there, Little Richard. He was, uh, he was as good as it gets, too, but a different kind of. I like this form of presentation a little better than Little Richard. Mm-hmm. Wilson Pickett, uh, one of my all-time favorites, and he is today's musical guest uh, and we have a, a Cracker Jack show lined up, including an appearance by our new favorite, Brandon Lang. Who yes. already checked in early just to make sure sure that we were still on. BrandonLang.com mm-hmm. if you want to do well this weekend on the two NCAA games. I think they're both tough. I think they're both tough. Michigan should win, but... Can we say that the way Loyola? Well, that's just Michigan's going to have to play defense. You got to play defense against them, or they'll blow yeah. by and shoot laps, man. Well, not only that, they but will go they've after got, you. They can shoot from the outside too. They'll Loyola. go after you. And the other one is uh, two uh, really good teams. Uh, Villanova is yes. probably better than Kansas, but uh, once you've beaten Duke, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself, right? And I, you know, back to Loyola too. I mean, it, it's rare that there's a team like this. In which the entire country is kind of rallying around. I want to know this. Here's what I want to know. If you go to, if you go to the Final Four, if you're covering the Final Four and you haven't covered Loyola previously, mm-hmm. do you really think you're presenting some information if you write about Sister Jean? Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we got okay, it. It's been done. Yeah. We don't need Sister Jean. Every. The greatest writers in the country, Sports Illustrated, the the stars of ESPN, they've already written about it. Right? Yeah. If you're from Milwaukee, you don't have to write about Sister Jean. We've right. had all we can She's take. She's been on SportsCenter a we, bunch we of can, times we've already. We've had all we can yeah. take of Sister Jean. But There's what if we're here. doing the local angle on Sister Jean? She once stopped at a Milwaukee truck stop. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if she ever... Uh, served here uh, if she ever served someplace in the twin cities we would find out i don't even know which uh, outfit she belongs to uh which you know franciscan whatever she was i'm not you know, sure I don't know. we had franciscan <laughs> nuns in fulda minnesota i weren't i wasn't terribly popular with yeah them. i bet they weren't uh, all that tolerant they, were weren't, they? they weren't big fans yeah. sister marna she threw Dan Weikardine and I out of Alter Ball Boys. We got banned from Alter Boys at age ten. Do you remember why? Were you smoking heaters or no, something? No, I think uh, saying some uh, bad. I words. I think Dan was teaching me bad words, and I kind of replicated. You it were was, a, you were an excellent probably, student. I might have been a priest if I never met Dan. Yeah, blame it all yeah. on him. Yeah, I'm sure it's his fault. Dan was a troublemaker. There's no doubt about it. And I was just kind of a follower. I went along for the ride. So Dan is solely responsible. Responsible for the wonderful charm of colorful language that you yes. give us, that yes. you grace us with yes. on a daily basis. Yes, at <laughs> yes. top volume, yeah. <laughs> whether we want it or not. Yeah, whether you're actually here or down in Dan, Fort Myers. If it wasn't for Dan, man, he wouldn't have had to hit the dump button the other day. <laughs> <laughs> My God, All I never right. talked about that, did I? Remember? Hey, we'll be back with Brandon Lang. I'm excited.
Pickett.com. Wilson Pickett is our uh, musical guest today. Do you improve, uh, Brandon Lane? Oh, you I was you should have seen me. I had a little vibe going in front of my computer. My shoulders were doing a little shoulder scrunch. Can't yeah. beat him, man. Uh, Best uh, ever. Uh, 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 All right. Know. You gave us pretty good information on that Sweet 16. Told us that uh, Texas A&M couldn't handle Michigan and a few other uh, good touts there. Yeah, we're on a pretty good roll there, Cowboy. Just, uh, <laughs> 10 and 2 my last 12 at BrandonLang.com. So okay, that's good. We put up uh, 8 of 11 winning weeks here in 2018, so Brandon Lang clients are, are uh, <sighs> smiling right now. So last night, Penn State. Over Utah, I thought that was pretty easy. That was easy, huh? And uh, night before that, Illinois Chicago plus five and a half at Liberty, one outright <laughs> by sixteen. And night before that, Utah took care of Western Kentucky. So it's uh, going for four in a row, and eleven and two tonight. And then boom, final four. Uh, hold on a minute, let me quiet the dogs down. Yes, and, uh, yes, put them outside. You know, dogs are barking. Yeah. Okay, but uh, we're good. We're uh, I think we're in for, in for a couple of great games. I really and uh, the good thing about BrandonLang.com is you don't have to wait for the final four. He, he'll give you a few of those other tournaments during the week. Yeah, listen. It, it, sometimes you don't want to release a play every day because you don't like anything. But uh, at the end of the day, that's why you have a rating system. That's why one day will be a twenty dimer, and next day will be a thirty, and next day will be a fifty, and. You know, Michigan over Texas A&M was a 30. Loyola Chicago over Kansas State was a 60. Really? Um, yeah, it was my biggest play of the year. <laughs> I just thought they matched up really well with with Kansas State. And, uh, you know, Saturday, I believe it or not, I think they match up really well with Michigan. Do you uh, think that, I mean, they are just extremely aggressive going to the basket uh, with those guards. They can shoot, but they'll go to the basket. Can they do that against Michigan? Yeah, they can. Um, you, you think about them offensively, what you don't think about or you, or you don't, you kind of take it for granted is how good they are defensively. They're, they're, a, they're an upgraded version of Northwestern. And if you ask yourself, who's the last team to beat Michigan? It was Northwestern. Beat them 61-52, held them to 52 points really? at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And as much as I told you I love Michigan over A&M because Michigan matches up well with tall, big teams, Michigan struggles with teams that get right up in their grill with man-to-man principles, and you can't beat them off the dribble. And that's the amazing thing about Loyola Chicago, is they're so sound in their defensive principles that it's hard to beat them off the dribble. Michigan doesn't have a lot of guys that just are going to go one-on-one and break you down. Michigan have guys that will get into the lane and force a double and kick to outside shooters. Well, it's like Bruce Weber said. Bruce Weber said they were so much better defensively than I gave them credit for. We couldn't get into our half-court sets. And it's not like the Miami Hurricanes didn't have athletes. It's not like Tennessee didn't have athletes. It's not like Nevada didn't have athletes. It's not like Kansas State didn't have athletes. So thinking Michigan's just going to roll in here and roll them, I think you got another thing coming. And last but not least, for me, when I'm taking the points, and it wouldn't surprise me if Loyola Chicago won the game outright and went to the championship game, is unlike George Mason, the 11 seed that got here and was kind of overwhelmed by Florida, and Wichita State that got here as an 11 seed and kind of got overwhelmed by Butler, Loyola Chicago did need an at-large bid, like Wichita State and George Mason did. Both got knocked off in their conference tournament. They've been playing winning basketball since December 2nd. They're 23-1. and 
I'll grab the five and a half and call for Loyola Chicago to shock the world one more time. Free throw shooting finally catches up with Michigan as they lose a close one. Yeah, that's if you got that Simpson on the floor in a close game, it's pretty simple. Just follow yep. him. I'm still trying to figure out why we didn't follow Michigan at the end of that last game, aren't you? Well, he um Florida he State. lost he lost track of situation and time. And I, I I've said this for years. I've done this for twenty six years and I've handicapped every coach that has come and gone in the college ranks for twenty six years. And I have said for years Leonard Hamilton is one hell of a recruiter. But if I need somebody to coach the last two minutes of a basketball game to keep my mom out of prison, <laughs> it sure is only gonna be Leonard Hamilton. <laughs> I can show you that much right there. Right. He's gonna be on the bottom of the list. Hey, you know, I'm watching Duke, and I love it when Duke loses, but this, uh, the, you know, in addition to the hypocrisy of him going from Mr. Pompous to Mr. One-and-Done, he can't coach these kids, these one-and-done kids, like he used to coach that team. He can't even play uh, man-to-man defense with them anymore. He can't, he can't be the, uh, Krzyzewski can't be the coach he was with these kids. I've criticized him for years, too. I call him one of the most overrated college basketball coaches in history. I've called it for years. People call me crazy. You go down the floor twice in a row and give the ball to your senior, Grayson Allen, who gets fouled twice and makes four free throws, and you come down the floor with a three-point lead, and you don't isolate Grayson Allen, and instead you dump it into a freshman named Wendell Carter who almost airballed a two-foot jump hook. Made no sense. Whatsoever, And then Wendell Carter's mom's going to come out and say, you know, the, the whole college game's a con. Mrs. Carter, I have two words for you. D-League. Because that's where <laughs> your son's going to end up. The D-League. If that's not good enough for you. Last time I missed the two-foot jump perk was third grade on my Nerf hoop. My bed. <laughs> she kind of short-armed it with the Nerf hoop. But uh, he, he, he's going to be a bust in the NBA. He's soft. Uh, didn't even go to Bagley Jr. with that look. Yeah. You know, he converts. They convert there. They win the game. We're handicapped at Villanova Duke. So, in the day, um, Mike Krzyzewski, uh well done by going away from Grayson Allen. And now you can sit at home in your big, nice den with your Nike contract shoes and watch the game on TV. Brandon, what about uh, what about the other big guy, though, Bagley? What do you think of Marvin Bagley? He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He, he's, he's got some skill set, and he's aggressive, and he's physical. And you can't, you can't go into the NBA and be soft. Um, look at the kid the Pistons drafted with the number two pick, Darko Milicic. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. know about him. Yeah, we had him. Yeah, yeah soft. And, mm. and Wendell Carter's soft. <laughs> um, he's just a soft player. And you can't be soft in the NBA because you will get your heart ripped out. Simple as that. And uh, Bagley Jr. is going gonna, is gonna to be fine. He's going to be fine. Can uh, Kansas hang with Villanova? No. No shot whatsoever. Really? What's the I number? I haven't even looked. What's the number? I, four? Yeah, it's a five. It's five. five. But I want you to now. I'll paint you a picture here. They play West Virginia, and it's one of the most intense, physical, up and down games that Villanova played all year. They figure out a way to win by double digits, and they're exhausted. You saw Jay right yeah, after the game; right. he was exhausted. I listen. I, I got I, I got tired watching the game. I needed a nap. The game, and I was just watching the game. I needed a nap. Told my wife, "I'm gonna take a nap. I'm exhausted from watching that game." And two days later, they play Texas Tech, and you could see they're gassed. Yep. You could see they don't have any energy. You could see it, and they still figure out a way to play lockdown defense. They play a terrible game offensively, and what happens? You look up. And they went by double digits. So you got, for the first time in college basketball history, a team 
has six guys averaging double digits for the season. And Kansas reminds me a little bit of Xavier. And Villanova ran Xavier out of the gym nine of the last time, ten times they've played. This is a bad matchup. And you give me Jay Wright six days to prepare for Bill Self, and these Villanova players are fresh, it might be close for a while. But here comes a 12-0 run. Hey, Bill, <laughs> enjoy the flight back to Kansas. <laughs> well, all right. Hey, I got to ask you, uh, that's fantastic. So you've given us those uh, two games. I got to ask you, baseball, do you, uh, do you put a baseball game out there uh, every day? I'll have one on Sunday. That'll be my first baseball release. I did bet a pro. I have a, I have a futures bet. I went over a hundred and a half. Judge Stanton combined home runs. How many you got? Over a hundred and a half. I'm already up two zero. Stanton yesterday. Bam, bam. So what do you mean? Stanton hits more than Judge, or what? No, combined total of the two of them. They're going to hit how many home runs? I think they're going to hit 110. I think Stanton okay. gets about 60. I think Judge is going to get to about 50, and they're going to go 110. Yeah. So, and what is the number out there in Vegas? What is the number? 100 and a half. Oh, that's all you need is 100 and a half? Okay. That's all you all need, right. brother. All right. Okay. Wonderful. So, uh, there, hey, go. I got to ask you, though. The Yankees, in about three games, if this keeps up, you're going to have to bet 280 to make 100 on those guys. What Do you have a limit on what you'll give on a baseball game? Oh, yeah, I'll never lay more than 150, and if I do, I'll run line it. Mm-hmm. Last night in my own private life, I, I was sitting around. I'm like, I'm going to watch this game, and I, or yesterday, rather. Yeah. And I, I, I said, well, Kershaw's only going to go six innings. I go, he's laying 300. Let me, take a, let me take $200 and bet the Giants plus 260. They end up winning the game one nothing. Picked up a little five twenty. Going against Kershaw. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just go against those three dollars favorites, and you'll win one. You, you know, got a shutout from that collection of pitchers. You're using, doing pretty good there, buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, how's business? Good. Hopping really Vegas. Good. Hopping. Yeah, BrandonLang.com is doing really, really well. People are pretty happy with with uh, with the product here and uh, the quality of the calls that uh, dogs winning outright, favorites winning by double digits. So we're we're in a good groove. Learn to enjoy it because you're one loser away from being in the unemployment line, according to people. So. <laughs> uh, you're fantastic, sir. Uh, we're going to have to get a little baseball update in a couple of weeks. Where you're, Absolutely. Where My you're pleasure. looking, where you're going. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Bye, guys. All right. The great BrandonLang.com. Uh, Quick question. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm just going to quit this job and go hang out with Brandon registering and start looking at brandonlang.com so <laughs> I, I i've learned from past mistakes and i've started taking timed notes on when brandon drops beauties and gems during these uh, fantastic interview segments that he does with you patrick and he brought up something i found interesting if i gotta keep my mom out of prison I ain't betting on that guy talking about uh, Coach Hamilton. Yes. That would be an odd proposition that the judge would make. <laughs> hey, I'm going to send your mom to prison. He However, he that once or twice in his uh, I don't care because it was fantastic. Well, I can uh, tell you that uh, if I get to Vegas here in the next year or so, I'm going to go check oh him out. Oh, my God. You have I got news him. for you, Mrs. Carter. Your son's going to be a bust. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your son's going to the D League. <laughs> You know what? Oh, I like goodness. a guy who's got conviction yes. in his opinion. <laughs> yes. Because I have opinions, but as on games and stuff, mm-hmm. they're just ideas. Sure. I don't have that many convictions, you know. 
I don't have that many convictions. I had the conviction that the Vikings were going to kick the hell out of the Eagles. Absolutely, you <laughs> that did. didn't do me much good. Right? <laughs> uh, you know that's. Uh, but uh, this have we had him on since football season, or did we have him on at all during football season? Or has it all been basketball? the first time we had him on was uh, Super, Super Bowl. Bowl week? Yeah. Oh, oh next year. Oh, my God. Oh. I have uh, recommended that... Uh, Talking Purple. Per- Talking Purple Fridays. <laughs> Friday guests, Talking Purple. <laughs> you deliver your winners. I'm might have to be that. Thursday, because Thursday might be his Ooh, game. Thursday night. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But he's got a, he doesn't officially release it here, but he gives us pretty good he idea gives you which an way idea. he's leading. A little taste. I, uh, you know, I was I kind of had hope for the Jayhawks until I talked to him today. It's... It's over. It's no. over. They got no chance. Make, you know, the thing about the points he makes, they're always good points. Yeah. Yeah. The, these legit. guys. Because that West Virginia game was a brutal yes. battle. Yeah. When you play West Virginia, you're you're in for a night's work. Huggy Bear makes back. you work, baby. And they uh, came back and, uh, you know, two days later. They weren't that good against Texas Tech, but they still won. And, uh, you know, so... Now, I think he had, uh, did he have Villanova beating Duke in the final? Didn't he? Uh, that I can't he, remember. I don't I mean, remember. He, he, he told us a week ago that Villanova was going to win it, win the championship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So He's got Villanova the, against sweet. Loyola for the title. Sounds That's like, right. Uh, God, I he picked Loyola to beat Michigan. You know, I like Loyola. That's a great story, but I don't want to ask. 48 more hours of Sister Jean. Come on. Come on, Michigan. I've, I've been off. I've, you know me. I've been off the Sister Jean train for weeks since they knocked out mm-hmm. my balls. So. Yep. She likes it. She's a publicity oh. hound. <laughs> She's capitalizing. This <laughs> She's is her moment. To be a, you know, the nuns are supposed to believe in humility and that all that stuff. Live the Spartan life. And she's out there saying, here I am. Come over and talk Who to me. Who needs a quote? That's right. That's good. The show that rips Sister Jean. The ride with Ricey. <laughs> Do you have to be about sports to sit here breathlessly waiting to see who won the Pirates or the Tigers? <laughs> well, it's because we're baseball starved. Yeah, Bruce Wilson singing for us here. Yeah. Uh, this is "I Found a Love." Ooh, gotta hear a little of this one. Could hit those high notes, Johnny. Yeah, he, uh, he could sing. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> Did he ever hit the little towns? Did he ever go to the Bismarcks of the world? No, I no, I never saw him. Mm-hmm. He was never close to there. That uh, that I recall at all. Did you ever try to cover one of these tunes and hit those high notes, Johnny? He told me he well. sang into the uh, he, he sang in the midnight hour every bars did he ever had. And uh, Mustang Sally actually okay. is pretty much outlawed. To in bands now because every musician doesn't want to play yeah. it anymore. <laughs> really? Although Boys. we played it in the, in the uh, last one. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a reversal in the field. We called them out. We're going to the oh, 12. Oh, Guardy's Guardy's about to get tossed. Can't argue, a Guardy. Come on. Guardy's going to be wow, got They the, called him out. Guardy's got the red ass on game one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did he get ejected? I don't he's know gonna, if he did or not. I think but he's going to get tossed. He's going to have to. He's trying to get tossed. Oh, kicks him. Yep, he's gone. Well, the other guy already threw him oh, out. Did he already throw him yeah. out? Okay. He got double pumped. He got double thrown out. Double, How about double ejected. He got double pumped. Ejected That's twice beautiful. in one instance. You know what? Uh, Gardy then is on pace for 162 <laughs> ejections <laughs> this season. That How, is fantastic. That is amazing that you could call him out. 
Did you? Why wouldn't you wow. just want to get the game over with? I don't know. <laughs> but it was like I was saying before we before we came back off air. If if you're in New York and you're yeah. looking at that well, replay, saying, what do you, you care what, about? What the view did they see that we right. didn't well, see? Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, they might have saw something else. It looked like he was safe. But, <laughs> wow. Way to go, Gardy, though. He's uh, ejected his first ever game in Detroit. What do you got, that's Johnny? What beautiful. else? Uh, this update sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Firestone Complete Auto Care, keeping cars running newer, longer. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Timberwolves, Timberwolves are at Dallas tonight to take on the Mavericks. I was getting copy from the traffic guy. It's okay. Okay. For the first time since injuring the cartilage in his knee against Houston on February 23rd, Jimmy Butler cleared for contact drills. Uh, This morning, walked into the Wolves' locker room carrying a brace for his right knee, although, according to sources, he probably won't wear the brace. Uh, It'll be a bit before he's back to play in a basketball game, but Coach Tom Thibodeau said this is a good first step. Thibs never gives you a good quote, does he? No. Got to play hard for 48 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And get better each and every day. That's right. (laughs) Twins off today after losing yesterday's opener. Tomorrow they play at 6.05 against Baltimore. They play five on the road. They have three in Baltimore, a two with Pittsburgh, and after that they'll come home. The home opener Next Thursday against Seattle. And Bring your gloves. If you have not seen the forecast right now, we're seeing uh, maybe a scattered rain or snow shower and a high of 37 for that Okay, my prediction now is mm-hmm. they have a Wednesday night game in Pittsburgh. The uh, You got the team coming home. They're getting home at 1 in the morning. You got a lousy weather forecast. And you have a not too good of a forecast Friday, but a better one. I bet they bang it. Think so? Yep. Vikings with a signing today. They've signed wide receiver Kendall Wright. Caught 59 passes for the Bears last year for over 600 yards. Steve Little managing. Steve Little is managing (laughs) in the big leagues. Steve. Before that, Wright played with Tennessee. Best year back in 2013 when he caught 94 passes. Former Vikings news receiver Michael Floyd worked out for the Ravens today. Uh, Floyd spent last season, of course, with the Vikings. How many Vikings. did he catch for us? How many did he, how many did he haul in? He caught in. Did he, did he, it was single digits, I know. No, it wasn't single, but it was 10. So really it was 10? very close okay. to single. All right. He played in 11 games, had 10 catches for 78 yards well, last year. Well, or you can look at it this way. It was 10 times as many receptions as Laquan Treadwell had in his rookie season. Didn't he have one? One, but... Uh, it was, but it was fewer catches than bottles of tea he had. That's true. Uh, yes. before he took the drug test. So. Kumbacha or what? Kombucha. Is it? Kombucha. Kombucha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Bride's a big kombucha fan. Yes, so it's my, all over. It's all over my house. Me too. My kid is a big fan. I'm in United. I just think she's a raging alcoholic. That's where she wants that fermented tea. Minnesota United in action tomorrow night against Atlanta. You will hear it right here on this very station. Pre-match is at 6.30 and the game underway at 7. It, you might want to wear a coat to that game, too, that, Johnny. Uh, yep. what, what are we going to be tomorrow, about 20? Uh, we're, the temperatures get to around 35 in the morning, but then okay. they drop from mm-hmm. there. So through the afternoon, they go into the 20s. So Scarves by game time tomorrow, it'll be, it'll be chilly. <laughs> That's when soccer will be uh, have officially made it in this country when everybody's sneaking in bottles of snop, snop, mm-hmm. schnapps <laughs> to put in their uh, snowmobile suits. Back when we were in Bloomington, did we even bother sneaking it in or we just get loaded <laughs> in the parking lot? Uh, they, yeah, they, but they all had snowmobile suits and stuff. Huh? And we didn't even bother looking, oh, did God, we? Oh, God, no. We didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
As long as they generally peed in the re- the restrooms, you know. <laughs> you could walk in early. <laughs> it got to be the fourth quarter. We didn't worry about it. You could walk in carrying a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last game ever, like some guy brought a sledgehammer in to knock the chairs out. Had a head on it like that. Big, it's got a big forty pound sludge. What do you got there, sir? I'm going to knock every seat in the place out of the foundation after the game. So, okay. Give her hell. Yeah, knock yourself out. All right, Johnny, you better go. Okay. We got to tell them about traffic. And it looks like a ball coming to Rand has been ejected. Durant, who has been ejected several times this season. Wow, Mars. You just don't see the star player in this kind of situation not take one and get some time to cool off Kevin Durant thrown out of this game. Uh, Kevin Durant could have used a little <laughs> low-key Wilson Pickett music in his headset last night. Although in his think? post-game, he seemed he seemed, he seemed fine. fine. Yeah, it he has gone undergone quite the personality change. When he was in Oklahoma City, he was well one of the most popular players in the league. Everybody loved him. Yeah, and uh, I think he, he's allegedly extremely sensitive. He, he pays attention to everything. He created that false his, or his agency created that false twitter account yeah say twitter stuff. and instagram both instagram yeah. to say stuff about it because he's very sensitive but uh all the heat he took for going out and yeah you're gonna take the cheap championship when you go to golden state uh his he and the referees do not get along anymore but last night it was a classic huh yeah, he uh, he. Are told, there any uh, words he called the official that you could uh, repeat to for? Uh, no, I can't repeat them on the air. <laughs> or we'll get in a little bit of uh, trouble with the FCC if I did. But you could uh, clearly hear on the TNT broadcast just seconds before that uh, <laughs> the audio of that clip we just played. Uh, he basically called referee Trey Maddox. Uh, he he first he said, "Did you did you not see that effing?" Foul, mm-hmm. and then he goes, "Call the bleeping foul, you bleep bleep mother bleeper." Uh, now I wonder if uh, with when it's that blatant, if the fine is uh, then juiced up a little. He's got fourteen T's now, huh? Fourteen technicals. That was his fifth ejection of the season and last night, which he, leads did, the lead. He didn't have one before that, so they bang bang. That that was well, two he then. yeah he he got him for two quick ones there okay. for basically yeah uh-huh. for that whole collection of colorful language. Who was the official? Uh, Trey Maddox. Okay, is he? Uh... He's he's been around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is amazing how much trouble the uh, NBA refs and the players are having this year. Well, just... I remember when they played here, Golden State. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I could think. Kept talk, talking about yeah. was. This is embarrassing. You're 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 one of the faces of the league, and you're acting like a petulant child on the court. Durant was crying yes. about everything. Oh, it was yeah. awful. When the Warriors were here, yeah, it was mm-hmm. just awful. And when it was, and it was beyond awful. It was embarrassing because he's a guy that shouldn't have to relegate himself to that because he is that good of a player. Oh, he's a terrific player. Well, he had the he had the rant. Uh, he did like a blog or something the other day, just you know ripping the analytics guys and saying all I care about is. You know, just regular shooting percentage. I don't care about all these extra numbers. Well, that, and it's that like, kind of affirms that he's looking at everything. If he's yeah, going to look at yeah. analytics, well, mm-hmm. the the amazing thing too is, is like Kevin, all the the analytics, the 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 advanced stats and stuff. 
that's what your numbers in that department are all good. Like that's what they use there's those numbers to, to complain your, about. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing to complain about. There's, I mean, you're you're good. Nobody's ripping you for anything, you know. So he's, it's weird. He's he's quite the sensitive guy. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's you know what though, I still like the uh, you know baseball. We've gotten rid of the crazed confrontations. Gardy just got thrown out of his <laughs> first time. <laughs> Even though we just saw one. Because, but, but more because of the rule that you can't argue about a replay, right? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. can't argue about that because he was, well, he finally knew he was gone. I think he was already gone when he kicked the dirt because I, yeah. I saw the guy behind him already signal he was his, gone, and yeah. then when he kicked the dirt, and the other guy threw him out, too. So he got the <laughs> double ejection. That was good. But that's because we all have such an affinity for Earl Weaver oh, dressing oh, down sure. an umpire, and it's yeah. because it's it's great theater. Yes. You know? Yeah, it used to be part of the game, and nobody took it personally, and now it's, of course... Uh, what do you go to the Hall of Fame for? Bleeping up a World Series? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they hated Earl, too, because he was usually hung over with bad breath. <laughs> Martin, not as much as they hated Martin, though. Martin was, yeah, I'm sure. Martin well, was stinking of liquor every day when they were arguing. But, I haven't, but you know what? And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Martin was hateable. But oh, Earl, yeah. was, oh, Earl, yeah. was Earl was lovable was once the game lovable. was over with. Absolutely lovable. <laughs> yeah. Honey, before you die, give me three uh, gin and tonics. That was the Charlie's line of when he was Charlie's cafe exception all here. And they had they had they had older waitresses, you know. Yeah, right. It was a kind of a it was around uh, it was Murray's big rival, but it was like a more expensive than mm-hmm, Murray's. Mm-hmm. And he he took the Baltimore writers out once a year, which they were all terrified of because they knew he'd get drunk and start telling them what jackasses they were and everybody else. And uh and she comes over, and she's already had a few pops when he got to Charlie's, and the gal comes, the waitress comes over, and he says, honey, before you die, give me three, whatever it was. Whatever you That's his opening retort. But he was a generous uh, tipper, I guess. So. Then the other part about that is there was this this uh, old couple, that, and he was, you know, throwing, talking loud and sure. curse words flying, and this old couple was sitting behind him, and the woman finally looked at him and says, Sir, do you eat with that mouth? And he came over and sat down with them, and he was like their best friend before the night was over. See? You know? Smooth talk <laughs> to him. He's a gentleman. Yes, but he, I guess he was explaining to them ah. what a great word the F-bomb was. And he is he was 100% right. He was, uh, he was giving them a tutorial on the wonders of the F-word. It is so versatile. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> All righty, we'll be back. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick. Ronald Reagan was two months into his presidency when John Hinckley Jr. drew a $29 handgun outside the Washington Hilton Hotel on March 30th, 1981. He wounded the president, Brady, a Secret Service agent, and a Washington police officer. John Hinckley wasn't too crazy, was he? He did it to uh, did it to impress Jodie Foster. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Philadelphia that day when uh, Ronald Reagan got shot to cover the North Carolina Indiana National Championship game, nineteen eighty one, and uh, first time I'd have first one I ever co- uh, covered, and it was the Spectrum, 
And was that the undefeated team, the Indiana undefeated? No, no, no. Oh, okay. That was, that was uh, seventy-six, right? Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, that was eighty-one. Was uh, was that, that wasn't was that that wasn't Isaiah yet? No, that was Isaiah and uh, Randy Whitman and Tolbert sure. yep. and. Uh, and uh, Landon Turner was already in a wheelchair, I think, right? Wasn't he? Wasn't or was Maybe. Landon Turner the next time? I can't remember. But uh, yeah, Indiana Isaiah Thomas was oh. so much the best player in the in that tournament. It was unbelievable. But we waited. They waited. They everybody was in the arena. Reagan got shot. Nobody knew if they were going to play or not. And uh, I think it was a pushback about an hour. And then the other TV when he was considered to be out of danger. The other TV stations went to local. The other networks mm-hmm. went to local programming. So, uh, so did where were we? CBS, I guess, had to be CBS, sure. right? And then they had the game on, but uh, it was it was pushed back about an hour as we waited to see if the affable Ronald Reagan uh, would survive from this wacko John Hinckley, who's still around, right? In prison, I believe. I think I think got released last year. Released in some kind of a supervised release. Yeah. All righty, we'll be back.